what's going on welcome to the no clue podcast episode 201 we are back i'm one of your hosts i'm mike tyler welcome back uh we got breaking basketball news to talk about yes in a little while you want to start with that or you want to get back to that later no, nah, let's talk about the championship games first. Okay. So we have our Super Bowl, um, you know, our Super Bowl matchup. Yes. Um, let me let me ask this first. Are you surprised by either team? Chiefs, actually, yeah, I am. Okay. Okay. Let's get into that game first then. Chiefs came in, Mahomes on a sore ankle. A sprained ankle, really, but he played, so I'll say sore. Um, Bengals have been riding, have beaten the Chiefs three what, straight times, times or three four? straight times, yeah, three or four straight times. Um, the mayor of Cincinnati was dogging uh, the Chiefs, you know, talking about it's Burrowhead Stadium, uh. Joe Mixon was talking crazy shit. Joe Mixon was talking crazy. He's and he's (laughs) we'll talk more about him later. Uh, so they came out great, great, great game down to the wire. And Bengals make a small mistake, late hit mistake. Yeah. Um, and cost them the game with field goal. Uh, so obviously, I'm just summarizing it because it's days after. I'm sure everyone who cares about it has seen it. Just tell me why you were surprised. Well, <clears throat> I thought they would protect Joe Burrow a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Um, I did too. And honestly, man, it it just shows how good he is because he was, you know, running for his life or taking punishment, and he yeah. still picked up first downs. He was, uh, as the game went on, he found a way to extend plays more and more. Like, you never, even though the Bengals really never played well, you never felt yeah. like they were out of the game. Yeah. They never played bad. They just played yeah. good, and you got to play great against um, yeah. the Chiefs to win easily. But, um, yeah, and you're right. And shout-out to Chris Jones, who was amazing on the yeah. Chiefs' uh, line. He was just—he uh, was dominant. He's been dominant really a lot of this year uh, because Dallas's defense has been more maybe spectacular. Yeah, um, they stood out on the team because the offense is, has been great, so they stood out a little more. But um, Chris Jones has been that dude all season long. He's been—I know—and it was crazy coming into the playoffs. They said he had never had a playoff sack. Yeah. I was like, man, that's insane. Like, every time he gets a sack, I'm like, dude, this guy's the biggest dude on the field. How do you even block him? And for him to be able to move that fast. I know. You know, he's quick. Um, So, yeah, shout out to him. And and I agree with you. I I really thought they would take Joe more. I thought Joe would find people quicker than he did. Um, Yeah. So, two-sided to that same, uh, you know, that same – comment but what do you think about Mahomes how do you think how about how he played I mean he was great he's always great you know yeah yeah 
He's like, uh, he's such a competitor, man. I love that, that he tried to be mobile and failed a couple times early on. Mm -hmm. It, it kind of set up the last play to look a little more impressive. That I mean, you know, he really just took off, uh, which yeah. was the right play. But, I mean, that that touchdown he threw to Valdez Scantling, mm -hmm. I was like, man, like, I love Joe. I love, you know, a lot of other quarterbacks, but on one leg yeah like to limp away from the pressure and on the move off one leg deliver that that was like i don't know 30 yards something like that yeah right you, to you know him. it amazes me oh uh, what'd you say better no just right to him i was shocked it was perfect too what amazes me about mahomes is when he gets in trouble and he like talks to the receiver that he's throwing to yeah Everyone knows who he's talking to, where he's pointing. Like the defender and the receiver can see that, but yet yeah. he throws it still perfectly, where no one could get it but the receiver. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. Not a lot of, I mean, some quarterbacks do that, but not a lot of them do it like Mahomes does. Not as easy. He could do that on every play. He could, you know, it's like calling your shot in yeah. horse. That's basically what he does, and he's still unstoppable. So, and you know what really surprised me more than anything because I didn't. It's not that I didn't think the Chiefs could win. Mm -hmm. What surprised me was how complete they won. They did. Yeah. You know, Chris Jones gets after it. They win the game. Two rookies combined to get an interception, pretty much. Yeah. I mean, how awesome is that? They spend a lot of the game with young guys in the secondary. Yeah. Which to hold up yeah. against probably the second best quarterback in the league. I mean, it was just really impressive. And then Valdez Scanling looked like an elite receiver, which he really has never done before. Mm -hmm. I mean, Kelsey's always open. <laughs> Who knows how at this point? Yeah. But, uh, it was just really impressive how complete they looked. And they needed it, too. Yeah. And, you know, it was funny. Um Honestly, if Mahomes didn't have that fumble on the snap, they might have won by two touchdowns. Yeah. I mean, because that, that really brought the Bengals back in it. They were – Chiefs, even though it was close, the Chiefs seemed comfortable the whole game. They did. Yeah. But I think late, that's something they've struggled in the past in the playoffs. I just thought in the fourth quarter, man, it, there was like a point where – the Chiefs went in and out, or the Bengals went in and out. The Chiefs went three and out. And then yeah. the Bengals came back and did it again. And I'm like, man, the defenses are stepping up here. Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, I'm sure everybody watching at this point thinks it's Burrow, Mahomes. But it was really a lot of the other guys as the game went on that stepped up. It was. It was. I, I think in a large part it was. Um, it was a whole weekend of defenses. Oh, yeah. And it's I feel bad for the guy that made the mistake at the end because he was having a great game, too. He was. He was playing really good. Yeah. Um, Osai. Fun. Joseph Osai. Yeah. Yep. Um, so the Chiefs, uh, the Chiefs and Mahomes are back in the Super Bowl. Um, some of the stats on Mahomes are just incredible. Man. Incredible. Uh, the records that he has, the records he's getting close to already is crazy. But You know what's a really crazy uh, stat that's 
Because Mahomes, I think in five years, we'll look at Mahomes like we look at Steph's shooting. Like he's just so mm-hmm. much better than everybody else. It's like yeah. we're not even really comparing Steph to guys. Steph is in his own class. And then yeah. it's everyone else. Mahomes is going to be the same thing. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I told you, I think I've said it, at least I told you off the podcast, but there's very few people who I watch and just think, I do. I have no idea how I'm going to explain this person to somebody who hasn't seen him. Yeah. Like, 30 years from now, I don't know how I'll be able to say Mahomes, like, how good he was. And you're seeing any other quarterback, and they say, oh, well, could he do this? Could he do that? Uh, Mahomes could do all that and more. I know. Like, it's just, it's tough, man. He's just a magician, um, unlike anything anyone has ever seen before. And, you know, it's bad when you're watching ESPN, you're watching Fox Sports, whatever you watch. And these NFL, ex-NFL players come on there and tell you that they've never seen anything like that before. That's how you know, like, you're you're witnessing something really incredible. Because it's different. Some fans haven't seen it. We only have so much football we've seen, you know, like basketball players, me and you, we may have seen stuff that guys who aren't in the NBA do something spectacular, but like not everyone has seen it. Like we like, oh yeah, I want to do it in my high school in between the legs yeah. in a game, right? So think about that in football, all the football these guys have played, they've seen maybe college guys who did spectacular stuff that just didn't make it to the league. We've seen guys in high school that did spectacular stuff that just people didn't see. And they all, all those guys acknowledge that they've never seen anything like Mahomes. Yeah. So, and it's going to lead yeah, to, uh, like, it's already some of that trend that Steph, Steph is not responsible for it, but, like, he's influenced the game in a negative way to some extent. Yeah. Like, Mahomes is already, we get guys like Zach Wilson because of Mahomes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he yeah. throws a... a 90 yard rocket in in like as he's coming into the NFL and all of a sudden he's elite. He's going to be like a top two pick. Yeah. Yeah. And the, and the scary thing is, especially in football, you'll recruit guys for the potential to be Mahomes. And it's really. No, there's, like, there's no potential. You either have it or you don't. But, you know, like in, in, the, in college, I'm sure they're picking guys who have a lot of range. Um, who can shoot off the dribble really quickly and all that stuff. Thinking, oh, yeah, well, this is where the NBA is going. Steph is doing that. Let's get someone mm-hmm. like that. NFL, you want to get guys throwing left-hand passes, no-look passes, no, sidearm, no, no. touchdowns? <laughs> no way. No You're way. getting in trouble. And yeah. a, good, uh, a good kind of example of why there's another formula is the other team mm-hmm. that made the Super Bowl. Absolutely. Great segue. Um, Philadelphia Eagles destroyed the San Francisco 49ers. I mean, absolutely destroyed them. But, and when I say destroyed, it's not the score. It's how it looked. It just looked so easy. They never looked rattled. The whole team no. just looked like they were paired. And the 49ers, you know, people were getting hurt left and right in this game. Left and right. And it wasn't like they were just getting non-contact uh, injuries. I mean, Brock Purdy got sacked when he got hurt. You know, they, you know, they let the team, let the defense get to him. 
That's, that's one hurt. thing that stressed me out because I felt like a lot of people were taking credit from the Eagles because mm-hmm. the 49ers broke down so early that everyone was yeah. like, oh, like, you know, you really don't have a chance with a quarterback in the second half who can't throw, literally. Mm-hmm. Like, the reason they, they're in that position is because of the Eagles. Exactly. Like, exactly. Uh, who's the guy, Reddick, who, by the way, was available in the offseason – Mm-hmm. It ain't. It ain't like they like finessed or snuck him through the draft. Like he was literally a free agent. Yeah, and he, by the way, dominated the first quarter. But he blows up uh, Purdy unprotected, or with the tight end trying to block him, he blows right by him. Yeah, I mean, he just kills Purdy like first series. Yeah, it was really. Yeah, it was first series, first drive. And I'm yeah. like, man, like even I didn't even realize he was hurt right away. I think I told you I, I call, after a couple minutes, like, Purdy's hurt. Yeah, I thought he was just yeah, he, he just did, took yeah. a hit and and you know didn't get rid of it fast enough. Nope. And then Josh, and then I watch a few series of Josh Johnson and how he looks terrified for his life. Yeah, uh, and he also gets blown up at one point. I mean, he gets eliminated from the game because of a concussion because he got blown up. Yep. I was like, man, the Eagles are just too physical. Too physical. And that's one thing we were saying about the 49ers. And I really didn't see it. That's what I'm saying. That's why I was so excited for this game. I had had talked about this game with people for months. Like, I, I thought, I told you this several times, the two best teams, two most physical teams, two toughest teams. And yeah. the Eagles made it look like it wasn't even close. Yeah, they did. They absolutely did. Um, back to the Eagles. Uh, you know, Hurts didn't even play that great, but that's that's what he does sometimes. He doesn't have to be spectacular. He just is an elite game manager. He takes care of the ball. He makes the right decisions. That's all he had to do. I mean, I think they. I think the 49ers defense was still pretty good, but I, I just don't think they had enough to really rattle Hurts into playing bad. No. So you have to almost make Hurts play bad, which he just rarely ever does. He either just plays okay or great. So And and he I'm pretty sure he's injured. Because he was yeah, because he was short yeah. on so many throws, especially at later on in the game. Yeah, the shoulder is probably still really tight, at least. Right. At least. Um, Man, I, I mean, I thought Philly was so committed to running the ball, which is another thing, as the game went on, just impressed me more and more. Because mm-hmm. uh, I think me and you were also on the same page where it's like, like you could tell they weren't really letting Hurts go to work like he could, mm-hmm. especially yeah. after getting A.J. Brown so involved on that beautiful first drive. Yeah. Um, but Philly stuck with, you know, what got him here. And I, I, I respect that. Yep. Yep. And, uh, um, one thing I always like about Philly is how, how they spread the ball really well. Like you never feel, I mean, AJ Brown really may make the most spectacular catch of the game or like the longest yard yardage wise, but you always notice that Hertz gets everyone the ball. There's a lot of different rushers, there's a lot of receivers in the stats. You'll see everyone get a target, opposed to some teams 
that are no longer in the playoffs. They'll have like maybe three guys get targeted double digit times. And, you know, you go down as yeah. less and less and less. But I think um, the Eagles spread the ball so well, makes them feel like a much more balanced team. Chiefs do it well, too, obviously. But. Yeah. I mean, the Eagles are just so complete. I, I Honestly, I was what really kind of made me nervous for the Chiefs, even though I, at that point I didn't know it'd be them, but whoever was at that point going to be the Eagles' opponent. Did you see how they were tackling McCaffrey? Like yeah. they hurt Purdy and and Johnson just because the the hit kind of made them fall in a bad way. Yep, they were throwing McCaffrey to the floor every time. To that one where he broke. Yeah, the one he like, breaks right, like four hard. tackles, which was really yeah. awesome, and I was excited because I thought maybe there's a game here at that point. Yeah, rest of the way, every time he was tackled, he was thrown down. Yep, there's a no more of that. I was I was no impressed. Honestly, he stayed in the game for the entirety of the game because you know he's had yeah. injury problems. Me too, honestly. Yes. This yep. the Eagles are just bullying them at one point. I'm I'm looking like, damn. Last week when they did the same thing to Daniel Jones, all I heard was, "Oh, Daniel Jones is actually trash." Mm-hmm. Now, now it's like, oh, the Eagles didn't even get like a they their road was easy because they didn't even get tested. Like that's a that's how the NFL is, man. I right, can can they is. just get some credit for being the best team all year? I'm not gonna say it, but we know why. We yeah, we don't need to yeah. deep dive. I don't need to say it. it's Black History Month as of <laughs> today, so I'm not gonna go there. But we do have two black quarterbacks in the Super Bowl for the first time ever. Awesome so stuff. Gotta say that is awesome. Uh. Let's get into it, man. Let's get right into it. What you got? Have you put a lot of thought into it? Yeah. You just want to be entertained, or who you have? Okay. No, I I want the Eagles to win. I'm not gonna lie. You want the Eagles to win? Yeah, I love Mahomes, man. I Kelsey. I I didn't even tell you the stat that was craziest about the Chiefs to me was Andy Reid is second in playoff wins. Yeah. So, like, he's – if he sticks around oh, for a while, go coach his conversational end quick. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. But, man, the Eagles – Jalen Hurts has been doubted for – like, I've watched him be doubted for the last five years. I remember him yeah. getting benched, bro. I remember him getting benched at Alabama, and everyone was yeah. like, like, wrote him off. And then he goes yeah. and wins a fucking Heisman, and all people talked about was like, "Yeah, I don't know if he could really throw in the NFL. I don't. He doesn't. He's not Lamar athletically. You know, I'm not impressed yeah. with. All he's done is exceed expectations. Yeah, it's been beautiful to watch. I mean, Absolutely I, I still haven't forgotten the Eagles' blatant or Doug Peterson's blatant disrespect. Hmm. Like game, like game, disrespecting disrespect. Yeah. So it's. Just, I, I mean, I came on this podcast and lamented about that a lot. It hurts to me, man. I, I want to see him yeah. finally win it, and just like with the LeBron when LeBron won the second one, and there was that shot of him looking real comfortable with the two trophies. Yeah. 
Like that's the mood I want Hurts with the Super Bowl trophy. Oh man, that would be an amazing story. Um, but let me let me speak for the other side. Tom Brady just announced his retirement. The goat. Shout out to the goat. The only person playing right now that is on track to break all of Tom Brady's records is Patrick Mahomes. So what could possibly be more poetic than Tom Brady retiring the week before his heir apparent comes and takes the throne? Yeah. I mean, the week before, yes. Mahomes comes in. He gets another Super Bowl. He gets another MVP. And it's, it would just be a perfect – and Rodgers is going through drama – He's like, this is the perfect time for the king, for a new king, if he steps up, if he wins. And listen, man, I love Hurts. I've I've said it on here, and I've said it probably more than you have on the podcast. But Mahomes, man, I I want Mahomes to I want Mahomes to get those records. That's the that's the truth. So I want Mahomes and the Chiefs to win. But who do you think is gonna win? The Eagles? Yeah, man, I just – the Eagles are so physical. Yeah. I, I think they're really going to have Mahomes running for his life, and we saw that blueprint with Tampa Bay a few years ago. Yeah, but the great players, they learn from – No, they do. Games. They do, but, again, Philly's just – they 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 look like they scare quarterbacks. Yeah, they do. And I, I will say, I didn't like – I didn't mention this. I really didn't like the Bengals. Definitely looked like they were targeting uh, Mahomes' legs. I know that's the game. I know that's, you know, it's football, the most physical sport in the world. But I saw multiple times with a little bit extra squeeze on the leg. Did you notice that? Yeah. Yeah. I really didn't like that. But I think it's a good uh, – it was a good warm-up for what the Eagles are going to do right. from their right. defensive side. Um, Eagles, their secondary is amazing. Also, it, I feel like they started out, started the year out really hot and kind of, as the year went on, they got like more and more underrated because it just wasn't, they weren't as hot as they started, but they're dangerous, man. Um, yeah. I think the Eagles will win, but I definitely want Mahomes. I want the Chiefs to win. Yes. Definitely. Yes. Yeah. I just, I, to be honest with you, man, it's the the thing is for me, like Kansas City, they don't look like they can handle this pass rush, and they've been sloppy against pass rushes not as good. It's just the yeah. other teams haven't really capitalized. Right. If there's one thing the Eagles have, you make mistakes against them. It's over. Yeah, they're going to capitalize. Yeah, it's yeah. over. Like the short field situations, you can't fumble, can't throw the the bad interception. Like you got to play as clean as you possibly can this game if Kansas City's going to have a chance. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Well, we're going to be locked in. Everyone's going to be locked in. I'm so excited. Rihanna at halftime. It's going to be fantastic. <laughs> Yeah, hopefully they uh they do the players a solid and let them uh let them see some of it. Yeah. Two black quarterbacks and a black halftime show. Fire. Great great Super Bowl. 
this year. Um, I have, have no seen doubt some of the commercial happen. previews. I've seen on social media like some of the little pro teasers for the commercials. I haven't yet. No, no. Man, there's actually cool I don't want to see any teasers. I, I want to be I want to be locked in when it when they happen. I like seeing yeah. the commercials. I I knew that's when um well that's a different story, but commercials giving the teasers, they never used to give teasers for our young it, listeners. It's not like crazy that seeing that now. Yeah. But we I mean we wouldn't know who was gonna have the commercial. Now they tell you like what celebrities are gonna be on commercials already. What they're, what they're advertising, like Yeah, that never used to happen back in the day. It used to be always that used to be the fun of the yeah. Super Bowl commercials, but yeah, it, I'm excited for them though. I definitely am. Um, I, I don't know if I've ever really Bowl. been disappointed by like soup the collection of a Super Bowl's commercials. Yeah, there's been some last like three years where they're like, it's not as many bangers as it used to be, but it's still there. There's still always entertaining stuff and, and stuff that makes you chuckle and laugh. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, so we both picked the Eagles to win. Mike wants the Eagles. I want the Chiefs. So we'll see what happens. We will see what happens. Uh, moving on. Breaking news. Um, as we are recording this, this is Friday. Kyrie Irving has just asked for a trade from the Brooklyn Nets. Yeah, literally, what, like two hours ago? Two and a half hours ago. Yeah. And for those who are confused, it is Friday, February 3rd, 2023. Not the last two times he's asked for a trade. Not the two times he asked for a trade from other teams. This is the newest time. Uh, trade deadline is six days from today, as we're recording. Six days from today. What a nice guy. Give him about, about a week. This? Yeah. Yep, less than a week. I mean, it's just like, Brooklyn's a shit show. A shit show. And they deserve it. I agree. They deserve it like they really thought they'd bring in two of the most like toxic personalities in basketball. And we'd been hip to that. It took them all these extra years to figure it out. Mm -hmm. With no leadership, no stability, no like significant voice. I mean, yep. Like the the Nets became decent because they placed a guy at coach that KD like somewhat respects. Like, like yeah. you didn't think about this in advance to put like guys on the team that KD and Kyrie respect to put a coach in place that KD and Kyrie respect. No, you know what you did? You did everything they wanted. Oh, I want Nash. Where's he at? He's probably he won't be coaching for years now. Mm-hmm. I mean, you look at uh, all these guys are, are they're role players. Claxton is getting cooked every night, and they're still like, oh, he's one of the best shot blockers. Like you're not even trying to help him out, right? Hassan so, Whiteside led the league in blocks too at one point. Yeah, where the fuck is he at? But. <laughs> My point is, like, at this point, Kyrie's requesting a trade out of nowhere. Who does this surprise? 
Nobody. Nobody. Not a soul. Dude, I literally woke up from a nap to you telling me, yo, Kyrie, and a couple other people like, yo. And like, I, there was no surprise on my face. The only surprise was the timing because it is only six days. But the actual act of him asking, uh, requesting a trade, obviously, yeah, no surprise at all. It's it's less surprising that the timing sucks. Because that's who he is? <laughs> yeah. Right before the All-Star game, too? It's crazy, man. This guy, well, man. I guess the trade deadline used to be after the All-Star break. Dude, what did I just <laughs> say him. about uh, – I think I told you, like, yo, we're finally going to get an all-star weekend without, like, trade drama or, or you know, star player beef. And now Kyrie yeah. said, fuck all that. Well, at least Durant isn't the drafter this time. Yeah, luckily. That would have been a disaster. Two players. Good Lord, man. His two best teammates drafting against each other would have been a hot mess. But, uh, all right, let's do it, man. And we have to do it. Where's he going? Give me two teams that you like. I like the Raptors, honestly. I like the Raptors. I think think that's probably the most viable option. Yeah. For both teams. And, And this is the really big thing. Like, Brooklyn, this isn't KD... And, like, we got to ask for too much because he's a top five player. Um, We got to, you know, we got to sit comfortably because we're in the offseason. We don't know how good or bad we're going to be. Like, I don't care if you got to get straight draft picks to get rid of him. He's gone. And it's not not KD with three more years on his contract. Somebody with an expiring deal. Thank you. He is gone. He has destroyed your reputation. Yes. Like KD is just an asshole. KD's destroyed mostly his own reputation. Mm-hmm. Kyrie like actively sabotages Brooklyn. Yeah, he does. While representing them at the same time, which is just sick. And I mean, the Harden situation had a lot to do with Kyrie as well. A hundred percent. He still, he still hasn't taken any kind of like real genuine accountability. Right. You got another point guard who Kyrie really doesn't even let play point guard. Yeah. You know, so. Um, and I think they could get a lot of good potential from the Raptors, even if it's only one or two players. Yeah, and the Raptors also have, at least from from what I know, from my knowledge, have the most players already on the block. As in, yeah. OG Ananubi is they're searching for trades for him. They're searching for Gary Trent Jr. trades. Chris Boucher has been on the trade block for like three years. Um, I don't think they plan on trading Siakam, but you know, guys like that. Van Vliet, they've been kind of playing with his deal here and there, trying to restructure it, trying to figure out what they're going to do with it. So I think they got a lot of guys that are trade ready. So. Who, yeah. If if you were Brooklyn, who would you who would you accept? What's the minimum you would accept? Would Van Vliet and Gary Trent do it for you? Just those Absolute, two? Absolutely. Gotcha. Absolutely. Again, again, like the addition by subtraction is so massive here for Brooklyn. 
would you trade um Joe Harris? Like, would you throw Joe Harris in there? The guy who, if they need it, if Toronto asked for Joe Harris and Kyrie for Gary Trent and Van Vliet and Delano Banton, like this is another to get the uh, money right. Would you take it? Mm. Yeah. I, I'm not, obviously I'm not as like definitive, like immediately. Yes. I got to think about it, but uh, again, you, you just get a backcourt that defends plays on both ends. Like your chemistry is already good. And Kyrie has nothing to do with that. Right. Like you move the ball. Well, in spite of Kyrie half the time. Yeah. So to me, like the Raptors guys, that's what's so exciting about making a move with them. You're getting a, a asset that you're that's gonna contribute. Mm-hmm. So I I think like Trent playing with KD, I I love that. Yeah, Trent and Seth together would be really really interesting. Van Fleet dribbling the ball less, like yeah, that's I love it. Yeah. So uh, th- this would be a slam dunk to me if I'm Brooklyn. Who else? Give me another team. So we both agree on Toronto. So that takes one of mine away too. Wizards? Uh, I can't know. <laughs> what if what if Miami gets gets a little uh, reckless at the deadline? Who do they give up? I'm assuming Lowry because he's uh that won't get it done. Not from Brooklyn. Lowry, let's go with Duncan Robinson and I gotta throw somebody decent shit. That's the problem, really. If Oladipo's out in the trade, I I'm hanging up the phone if I'm Brooklyn. From Miami specifically, because it was not someone I could actually like really start that could help me like be good. You know, Miami figures out how to use make those guys good, but not every other team would do that. Right. That's you know? that's what Miami has a lot of like bench guys that potentially are good, but Brooklyn's not going to capitalize on them. So I can't imagine they'd be interested. See, to me, Lowry, Oladipo, and Robinson, Joe and Kyrie. I think that's a decent trade for both teams. But I know Miami's not going to do that. But I think if I'm Brooklyn, I'm super cool with that. You trade Joe, you get Duncan. You trade um, Kyrie, you get Lowry and Oladipo. Two ball handlers for one. Yeah. Because Lowry's not going to play much longer. Lowry got maybe two more years um, in the league. So Yeah, about maybe. Yeah, so chances are Oladipo's handling the ball. Right, yeah. Chances are Oladipo's handling the ball more often anyway, so I don't know. I don't know. I I guess I could could see something like that, but I just don't know what Miami, if Miami's willing to do that. It would give them an interesting spark. It would would give them an interesting, like, roster change spark that – they look like they need. Yeah, it would. I think Vincent and Kyrie would be really 
no, Vincent doesn't seem like a player worth mentioning, like their chemistry with somebody. But Vincent and Kyrie would be a really, really fun stretch of the game to see play together to me. Yeah. Vincent plays hard. He moves the ball well, sees open guys. And Kyrie, he moves when Kyrie wants to move the ball, he moves the ball. I can see him finding Vincent. In the corner, wide open. You know, it clean up. Like you know that. what? It also clean up Struz, like how Struz plays. You know, mm-hmm. it's actually he'll play more as like a shooter than a, a shot hunter, which is yeah. just you know, it's I've been complaining about that. Right. Now, um, okay, I'll step out on the limb. Uh, I'm gonna go to the West. Phoenix. I think. Kyrie going to Phoenix is an underrated move. Um, I'm not sure. Depends what Brooklyn actually wants from them. But uh, I think Phoenix is looking at the rest of the West saying, look, it's not looking good right now. Even though the record is decent, is is in there with everyone. I feel like everyone else is kind of trending upwards while – they're really not. They look really stagnant while a lot of other teams are, are getting better as the season's going on. Um, CP is showing his age this year, probably more than we've seen in any other year of his career. Obviously, he's out there by himself, but I think that really is not. very... It's more It's more like uh, Mikhail Bridges is out there by himself. Yeah, that's true. I mean, as I mean, as like the ball ham. Yeah, no, but you're it, right. as far as the score, yeah, I mean, his bridges and his CP watching. So I think um, he may want a lesser role. I could see him coming to Brooklyn and being the elder statesman. Ben Simmons handles the ball more often anyway. CP's out there as a just as the veteran IQ of the team. I mean, he'll still handle the ball. He'll handle the ball more than Ben on Brooklyn, but I'm saying towards the end of the games, um, bigger teams, you know, there's going to have to be Ben Simmons out there. So uh, I think I think that's a possibility. I think Kyrie and Brooker would be interesting together. What do you think? I think I'm more interested with Kyrie and Aiton together. Mm. Uh, you would like that, or would yeah, like? I would like it. You would, me too. Because uh, Aiton, the way Aiton plays, and even though I've kind of it frustrated that he doesn't take more of a step forward as a player, but with Kyrie, like that, that chemistry would work well. Him being a quick finisher around the rim. Him being very efficient with like any post move he makes, anytime he rolls, okay. uh, it'll just give Kyrie options because Kyrie does look for bigs. He does. Kyrie is a better drive and disher than people give him credit for because he drives so well. He puts it in that one hand. He he's able to make that pass or that finish. CP doesn't really get deep enough to get guys like eating the ball yeah. in those easy easy shots. You know, he's a mid range guy short range guy but he doesn't get to the basket to make that pass get the help and make that pass like Kyrie does very few players do as yeah and just him like Kyrie getting layups Mm -hmm. like just forces Aiton to be more involved on the glass and it forces guys to help off Bridges and Booker too exactly 
Yeah, so, so I think that I would think... be – oh, go ahead. I just think the way Phoenix moves the ball, like there are similarities to Brooklyn – Mm-hmm. where the chemistry is just kind of easy because the core has been together for a little while and the the mm-hmm. role players either have been around or know how to play. Yeah. Uh, so I think it would be an easy fit. It's also a way to get Crowder out of there. So let's say the trade is CP, Crowder. It probably would have to be Cam Johnson. I wouldn't want it to be, but it probably would have to be. Damn. And and somebody and like I said, probably Kyrie and Joe. I don't know who else. I'm, I'm not gonna lie, you lose me if if I gotta give up Cam Johnson. I'm hanging up the phone. Yeah, I'm trying to think who else they would even have <laughs> to trade. Oh, Shamit. Maybe it's maybe it's CP Shamit and um, who did I say? And Crowder. CP Shamit and Crowder for Kyrie. Nobody else. Maybe maybe if I'm if I'm Brooklyn, I'll make uh keep Shamit, give me Craig. Okay. Yeah. A little more a little more defense. Sarich too, maybe. Sarich would Sarich be very maybe. nice. Very they I also if they could get some a decent backup for Claxton, he doesn't he doesn't have to be good at all. Just like a ten minute guy. Yeah. I think it, it at least gives them an opportunity to compete with Boston. Yeah, I mean, Phoenix barely uses Biombo, and they every year they get another backup and then trade him. So Biombo, like Biombo, when he got there, played so well. He's still when they put him out there, plays well. I know. They just don't like him for some reason. They don't like using that much for some reason. Monty looked like he don't like most of the roster at this point. Yeah. Um. Yeah, he's really the only, really the only backup big. Him and Jock Landale. They've been using Jock Landale a lot though. So, yeah, maybe Biombo yeah. would be the guy in the trade. Yeah, I don't know. Um, my last one is we have to talk about the possibility of the Lakers. That's not who I was going to say. We have okay. to talk about the possibility. Um. Do the Lakers become favorites if that happens? Yeah. 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 Listen, I'm I think Oh, go ahead. I'm not gonna lie, man. I didn't see Darwin Ham like actually having a voice that guys listen to. Mm-hmm. I just like I, I respected Vogel enough that I thought if he can't reach them, these guys are just losers. Mm-hmm. Like you know, LeBron wasn't really defending. Was he had that last year? He's missing layups. Started this year, really not really focused. Yeah, I thought the Lakers as a whole just came out flat. Russ was still a mess. Uh, mm-hmm. you you couldn't. I mean, Pat Bev was horrible. Lonnie Walker didn't know what he was doing. The role players, you, you know, your two key role players now were hurt at this point. Yeah. Um, but the Lakers look like are, are starting to look like a real playoff threat. They are, yeah, yeah. And even with keeping Russ, so to me, if you you're still kind of struggling to keep up in shootouts, yeah. At this point, I'm not gonna imagine you as an elite defensive team because I don't think that's gonna happen. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, unless AD doesn't get hurt the rest of the year, which I know won't happen. Mm-hmm. But again, you, you clean up the offense, you clean up, you, you get a guy in there who could obviously get buckets. You take pressure off LeBron, AD, you take pressure off those guys. Like you said, Kyrie's a good drive and kick guy. Solani Walker keeps getting good looks. You could easily play Pat Bev alongside Kyrie if maybe you keep him. Yeah, and that's what I was about to ask you. Who, who's in the trade? Is Westbrook for Kyrie straight up? That's kind of the only way I think I'd give up Russ if I'm L.A. at this point. How long before Durant demands a trade from Brooklyn if that happens? Uh, he'd be sitting out. The summer? Like, what, what AD did to the Pelicans? Mid-contract, KD be like, find me. Go ahead. Yeah. Oh, man. <clears throat> that's the that's the tough part about about this trade. Um, yeah, Kyrie for Westbrook seems easy, but does Brooklyn really want to go through the complete destruction by just getting Westbrook? Is Westbrook like is getting Kyrie where he quote unquote wants to go worth destroying the whole roster? And Westbrook and Ben Simmons sounds like a complete disaster. I don't know how how it's gonna look on the court, but I can't. I'm not sure if I can think of two players in the league that I at least want to see play next to each other. Yeah. If I'm if I'm Brooklyn, I have to have Westbrook and Ben. Oh, it sounds so gross. Just even saying it for me, um, I would think Lonnie Walker would have to be in the trade if I'm Brooklyn, uh, or at least Austin Reeves. At least, like I need at least another capable player because. Um, you know, chances are they don't even keep Westbrook for the next year. Uh, I'm I'm curious if they choose to move Schroeder. I imagine they don't. I imagine they don't as well. Yeah. Well, like if I'm Brooklyn, to your point, I mean, I I don't want Westbrook because the my star player is done at that point. Uh, and Schroeder would starting be good. In, he would he would be pretty good, yeah. So, I do think they need someone more aggressive. At the guard spot, then Schroeder doesn't have to be as aggressive as Kyrie, but like Schroeder's like the opposite end of the spectrum. Yeah, he I does dribble around him. a lot. Yeah, and and he, he's his shot is so slow; he's hesitant to take a lot of shots. I think they would need like someone a little closer to the Kyrie than to Schroeder, but I mean they can make it work. They they can figure it out, especially if they got someone like Lonnie Walker who is aggressive. So. I, I feel like I'm in the, coming off the bench would be crazy. I, I feel like I'm in the super minority, but I huh? think the Lakers should stick with this team. I'm I'm with you on that. Maybe again, I, maybe if you can make a lateral move to add a shooter, maybe if you could trade Reeves for like more of a, a traditional sniper. Yeah. Like I, I'd give up Reeves for like a Struce or or a Duncan Robinson. I would. I agree with that. So, but besides that, I mean, I know I know it's a big gamble to bet on AD staying healthy and, and bet on someone like Thomas Bryant being the most energetic big in the league, apparently. I, I don't know if that lasts in the postseason. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think they're in good shape, man. I, I think they're getting better. They're finding, like, more and more ways to win games. 
they're competing with the top teams more and more. Yeah. I, I'd stick with it, man. I wouldn't overreact. I completely agree with you. Yeah, I'm I'm on that. I get everyone is talking about the Lakers for Kyrie because that's what he said in uh, the offseason. But I, I think the Lakers are in a pretty good place. I don't yeah. think that they have an elite starting point guard, but, I mean, they, LeBron plays point guard anyway. Yeah. I do think they need more help, but Kyrie isn't the help that they need. No. Not to me. But I get it. Everyone wants to see Kyrie and LeBron play again. I really don't care about that. Yeah, but, that's yeah. that's another duo. Like, who? Why are we calling for that? They didn't even they didn't look like a good duo together. Who was impressed by them as a duo? Like, it was always it was to me like, man, LeBron's the best player in the league. Kyrie's what, like the best finisher in the league. Yeah, bro, you remember that San Antonio game when Kyrie went for fifty-seven and LeBron had like thirty. They they went to overtime. Kyrie hit that crazy buzzer beater in Kawhi's face to send it. Like, yeah, that was the most. You go, I go. You go, I go. Like the they had like ninety points doing that. Yeah, the same they shit. Le- forty in the size LeBron the and D Wade for. Yeah, and the, and the thing is, Kyrie could do that with every with any elite. Absolutely. Score. Yeah, because, I mean, it's really just about how unselfish he wants to be. He did it with Tatum sometimes. Absolutely. So, my last pick, no surprise. We talk about them enough. Um, but the Minnesota Timberwolves. And I think we talked about this in the offseason, about this possibly being a move they can make. But right now, I think the Minnesota Timberwolves should be desperate to make a move. I think by now they should realize D'Angelo Russell is not what they need at point guard. I think they should realize they have a lot of pieces that they don't even use, a lot of young guys that they don't even play. So package them up and send them to Brooklyn. Send D'Angelo Russell back to Brooklyn, back to the East Coast. He was great in Brooklyn. I'm sure Brooklyn will welcome him back. Um, I'm not sure if John Vaughn was there at that time. I believe he was, though. Under Kenny Atkinson, then, but he might have been. Yeah, but either way, I think that's. I think that would be a really solid trade. I think Kyrie and Edwards would be really interesting. Um, we talked about Kyrie being able to find bigs. This is that would be the perfect team to find bigs to drive and dish to guys like Gobert because that's really the only way Gobert can score is right. when you drive and dish it to him. Um, I think a high screen. Uh, High pick and pop for with Towns would be really interesting. Um, and you, you got guys that can help um, Tyree play a little bit off ball, too, on this team. I, I think they're another team that has the roster capabilities to move the ball well like Brooklyn does. But they just – they don't really have anyone to do that because D'Angelo Russell's playing one-on-one for most of the game with the other point guards. And uh, Anthony Edwards takes – like he has, as uh, compared to all the other elite scorers, as elite as Edwards is, it seems like he gets the fewest amount of like good shot opportunities, like that the team creates for him. I mean, I so, like what it. What do you think? I like it yeah. hypothetically. Mm-hmm. But it's deloading has played better the last couple of weeks, by the way, which is kind of throwing me off. Yes. 
He's played pretty good, yeah. And him and Edwards have kind of like put them on the in the backpack and took them out of purgatory for this season. Yeah. Um, because as everybody is kind of like either clicking or sticking around for the playoff picture, they're also doing that. And I, I really didn't think they, they were capable, especially with without Cat. Right. But when um, Cat comes back, are they still gonna be like that? Russell and uh, Edwards, you think? That's the scary part. No, I don't. No. Right. The the issue I have, like, it, it's not even a basketball thing because I, I just don't want Edwards Edwards is like mentor to be Kyrie. <laughs> and that's what that's what he's will already, happen. That's what will happen. He already had his issues. Yeah, I man. No, I, I don't think that I don't think that's what would happen. You, you think it would? Yeah. Kyrie's, bro, Kyrie's gonna come in there. Kyrie's gonna come in there and like sun him. And he'll do it in a good way. It won't be like a like a bad, you know. It'll be like I'm coming in to like it's his team. Like I'm just helping him. I'm I'm whatever he needs. Like it'll be subtle shit like that. And then we get on the court yeah. and Kyrie's screaming for the ball in the fourth quarter when Anthony Edwards is 45. Yeah, Kyrie hits like a one game winner, and after right. that, Kyrie acts like he right. should get the ball every right fourth quarter. Yeah, right. So I just think. Minnesota's like organizational stability is so fragile. Mm-hmm. You, you you saw they just exposed themselves in the off season, like they were desperate to make a championship move, and they gave they gutted their roster. Yeah, Atlanta got Atlanta got a top five two way point guard, probably a top three two way point guard. Mm-hmm. Their roster isn't gutted. Right. So it ain't like you got Rudy Gobert and had to gut your roster. Teams weren't willing to gut their roster for Kevin Durant. Think about that. For Kevin yeah. Durant, teams were like, you know what? I like my nucleus. I like my uh, the guys I got in place. Yeah. Including Phoenix. Who, who yep. had just gotten embarrassed. Yep. So to me, like you're, I understand you're desperate to kind of find a way to compete. Mm-hmm. But you should know that Kyrie is not going to make you significantly better. I don't, I don't believe in that. I just, I just think you downgrade defensively and, and D'Angelo Russell doesn't even guard. Yeah. Like D'Angelo That's gets cooked. Kyrie gets cooked worse. That's true. They will downgrade defensively. Yeah. And in the same issues that I have with deloading about like like to your point, like, why are you out there playing one on one? And I got Jaden McDaniel spending like seven straight minutes without touching a basketball. Mm-hmm. And then he misses an open layup, and I'm looking at him like he sucks. Mm-hmm. Like the the chemistry is so bad. The ball movement is so inconsistent. I mean, this was the best scoring team in the league last year. You don't think uh, Kyrie comes there knowing that and says, hey, you know, let's figure out how to make it work? You don't think Kyrie – I'm just playing devil's advocate because I don't believe this either. 
But you do you think Kyrie could have the experience to say or the experience to know how to fix those kind of issues? Or you think he just probably wouldn't care? I think he wouldn't care. I mean, he's shown it with more. Brooklyn. He's shown it with Brooklyn because you remember in the offseason, yeah. we talked about how, like, I we both thought it would be exciting if they did move KD and got one to two starters, one to two bench players. You get some maybe draft capital for the future. To me, like, <clears throat> I mean, that's what Utah did. You know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah. We were both excited with Kyrie leading kind of like a ragtag group of of decent players. Yeah. But we just saw an example of that, and they're a joke. Yeah. They're a joke, and he's he's an individual player and nothing else. Mm Mm-hmm. I I love the 47 points. I love the, you know, the 20-point fourth quarters. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I keep watching Brooklyn, and he doesn't even try to get people involved. I got one more team for you before you before you finish. And listen, this is more for Brooklyn than it is for them. However, I do think it gives them a very interesting, uh, interesting new team, especially since they're playing like like garbage right now. And that's the Pelicans. Hmm. They may not want to shake up what they have, but they've lost ten games in a row. Um, lost ten straight. Ten straight. They lost 10. I don't know how I missed last, that. Holy shit. The last 10 games they've lost. Didn't Ingram um, just come back? I think he, yeah, I think he came back like, yeah, this week, I think. Oh, man. But what if they said, look, we played most of this year without Ingram already? And said, hey, we got all these other guys. Devontae Graham, I've watched him play multiple times. He very rarely gets in the game. What if he said, okay, let's give up Devontae Graham. Jackson Hayes and Ingram for Kyrie. Uh, yeah, for Kyrie, just those three. And you got Kyrie, CJ. To be honest, um, I didn't even think of that. I actually like it. Herb Jones. Herb Jones and Trey Murphy. And, uh, you know, you still got Valanciunas. You still got Zion. I like it because, to your point, I mean, Brooklyn's kind of an obvious win for them. Um, yeah. If maybe instead of Jackson Hayes, if if I'm Brooklyn, I'd be like, yo, let me get Larry, Larry Nance. Uh, he's been cooking for y'all. Like, I, I'm going to need you to really give me something special. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I mean, he's like a six-man candidate if Russ's stats weren't crazy. But yeah, to me, like with the Pelicans, I, I do like, you know, we had this early season momentum and its mm-hmm. injuries have just shattered it. Yeah. And now, like, obviously, Willie Green has proven to be a good coach, so I think Kyrie will respond to him. I think so, too. I mean, I think the fact that it's a young, up-and-coming team, I think, could potentially focus Kyrie. Like, mm-hmm. Minnesota, I guess, is young, but they're not up-and-coming. You know, again, they... They're really not that young. They exp- Just, Right. But they, again, exposed yeah. themselves. All the young guys they had, you know, they gave away for a bum. Yeah. So, but to yeah. me, like, I don't, I don't mind like that gamble of th- this could keep us in contention, and it's it's not a bad move, I think, for the future either. Yeah, 
And, and at least you have someone who actually plays point guard, playing point guard, even though he's not that great of a ball distributor. But Kyrie, CJ, um, Herb Jones, Zion, and Valachunas is still a championship team. To yeah. And I really yeah. like, like, again, to me, now that I'm really thinking about it, the Pelicans might be the only team that could get him in a trade and actually convince him to, like, commit to them. Yeah. That's very true. Yeah. Do I, do I believe that his commitment is you know worth a lot? No. Um. No. But again, hypothetically, if if mm-hmm. any situation could get him to commit, it would be this one. Yeah, and they probably have the most guys they can give up and really not lose that much. And like I said, it, if I'm a team and I've played a, almost the whole season without the someone who's supposed to be my best player or yeah. second best player, I I'm you have to be a little bit open to trading him because you say, well, we could do this without him. And I know they lost their last 10, but they were really good fourth seed, you know, in the fourth spot without him, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, let's try it. Yeah. Let's go on and, and I would get desperate, man. Cause I mean, I look around the league, like Phoenix doesn't lose 10 in a row when Devin Booker goes out and they had at one point D book, D book, no CP, no Aiton. And what do they do? Beat the Warriors. Yeah. So, like, no matter who's playing, it's concerning to lose consistently. Mm-hmm. And and with the momentum they have, man, like I would be desperate enough to do this to keep it or to bring it back. Do you think it's possible to make this trade without losing Ingram? Might have See, to it gut. probably would be CJ. You might have to gut your debt. I wouldn't move CJ. I wouldn't either, but I, I, it would have to be either CJ or, or Ingram, you think, right? Nah. Honestly, man, I, I I think they have enough depth. They might risk gutting it, and it's a big risk, mm-hmm. but um, I, I'm doing everything in my power to find a way. I'm, I'm making that all-star starting lineup. With, with that starting lineup would be insane. One vicious role player. <laughs> so, okay, so you're saying you want Kyrie, CJ, Ingram, Zion, and Valanciunas? Oh my, Valanciunas, I, I would be willing to give up if. Uh, what? I know it's a you big give loss. Up Valanciunas and start Jackson Hayes. No, no, you I could. I could, I could, but I, I don't, I wouldn't want to. Yeah, I would. Valanciunas is Valanciunas is uh, is he's close to me, like Brook Lopez. Like if if Brook Lopez is not playing for Milwaukee, they're much more limited, much less versatile. Yeah, I think it's very similar with Valanciunas's impact for the Pelicans. Yeah, he's so inside outside for them, mm-hmm. and the. Having him and Jackson Hayes and Larry Nance gives them such a nice, nice front court depth and a lot of versatility to do stuff in front court. Um, but let's say, okay, let's say you're Brooklyn. Will you accept Devontae Graham, Najee Marshall, Jackson Hayes, and Dyson Daniels? And let's say draft Murphy. pick. Oh. If, either Trey Murphy or a draft pick, probably. And I, I'm pretty Trey sure Murphy the Pelicans really got good some good pick. draft picks, too. 
Yeah, uh, yeah, I think they have. Um, well, I know they have a couple Laker, really bad right Lakers now. picks. Yeah, maybe Lakers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but oh, if the Lakers get a top three pick, it goes to the, the Pelicans. I believe that's what it is. That's wild, man. Yeah, so the Lakers. If the Lakers were still in purgatory, but um, no, nah, I mean, I, I don't know. The Pelicans are in a weird spot. That really threw me off the fact that they just lost ten in a row. Like that's that's significant, man. Again, no matter how hurt rosters are, the Clippers have been trashed. I think their worst stretch was what five, six in a row. Yeah, it's only been three ten game losing streaks this year. It was the Rockets, the Pelicans, and Hornets. Uh, yeah, maybe it was the Hornets. Yeah. Yeah. They Rockets said it last night. I don't remember who the Rockets was, was really bad. Rockets was like thirteen, I think. Yeah, I, mean, I forgot who the other one was, but yeah, it, it was. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure if it was the uh, Charlotte, but wouldn't be surprised. It might have <laughs> right. been San Antonio, actually. Mm, yes, it's a good. They're one and nine in the last ten right now. So. Uh. I would though. I would because Najee Marshall is has proven to be a really good piece. Uh Dyson Daniels, I think, has a lot of potential. I like him too. I think Graham is a guy kind of like Royce O'Neal. He would I think he would fit with Brooklyn a lot better. Me too. We've been looking for a fit for him for like a long time. Years. Since he like got there. Career. I thought it was a good fit yeah. when he got there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um yeah. and who was the oh Murphy? Yeah. Like, you get a fucking big. He's a no-brainer big. to me. He's a big. Like, that you can sub in. Yeah, he's he's like a, a, a stretch four. Yeah. Inside, yeah. outside four. So, um, if Brooklyn if Brooklyn can make a, some kind of move like this to, to really clean up the rotation, even if it's not necessarily like – I mean, Najee Marshall and Dyson Daniels are good young players, but they're not proven – yeah, and you you know the other thing about um, Devontae Graham, he'd be really good with Ben Simmons because he can be he can play point but not have to run the offense and kind of just be a spot up shooter out there. Oh yeah, at the point guard spot because that's what he does best anyway. Um, and you, you were saying um, who were you just saying about Dyson Daniels and who? Uh, Najee Marshall. Yeah, they're good, but like you said, yeah, they're young. Haven't really done anything. Dyson Daniels is a rookie who looks yeah. like a really good defender. Nice two. Marshall, player, a second but... year player. I thought he was a rookie yeah. too. Hmm. Second, uh, third year, I think. Third year. Oh wow. Yeah, yeah. I just think Brooklyn should be looking for depth, man. I wouldn't look for any kind of like, you know, star for star or star for like two good players. Like, I, I would yeah. really look at a package like this where I could get. Uh, one or two starters, one or two bench guys. And now I'm not stressing about having to play KD 45 minutes. I'm not stressing mm-hmm. that I can't bench Ben Simmons because my depth doesn't allow me to. Mm-hmm. You know, I, Claxton doesn't got to be out there getting in foul trouble every night. Yeah. They they need a bunch of small things to, to get better. I agree. And I think going younger is probably better. Mm-hmm. Them right now, yeah, yeah, uh, because I see when they get old guys and it has not looked good, hasn't looked good 
since um, KD and Kyrie got there, the young old guys coming in trying to you know still figure it out. It just looks just looks bad. Man. I mean, it's bad. It looks like the team is moving faster than the players. Brooklyn, I mean, Brooklyn found a way to make. At one point, they had Darren Williams, <laughs> Joe Johnson, Paul Pierce, <laughs> Kevin Garnett, and I believe Brooke Lopez. Yeah, it was Brooke. Mm-hmm. And they found a way to make that starting lineup, which on paper is like a 2K unfair team. Yeah. They found a way to make that starting lineup look slow, old, average, and just not that good. And they had, I think, Gerald Wallace at six man or something, right? Yeah. And Jason Terry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they were crazy. Oh, man. Jason Brooklyn. Kidd. It's just another like Brooklyn's down bad, man. Uh, they they need some a voice to make like committed moves to to draft to set like a precedent for how what kind of players they're going to draft, how they're going to commit to players. It, it's just a mess. Yeah. Well, those are our teams, our Kyrie teams. Uh, we'll see what happens. Obviously, trade deadline is in six days from today as we are recording. A lot um, of teams need are, should be busy. Yeah. yeah. A lot of teams should be busy, especially in the West. The West is time Damn near the whole conference right should be busy in, in the West. Yeah. All right. Um, last time we talked about our All-Star Reserve picks, the All-Stars have officially been announced. I will go down the whole player pool. I'm not going to do the East. Oh, I'll do East-West. I'll go down the West first. No, I'll go down the East first. East first. We. Um, I don't think we said Drew Holiday, did we? No. So we only missed one. We missed one in both teams. So the East is Bam Adebayo, Jalen Brown, DeMar DeRozan, Joel Embiid, Tyrese Halliburton, Drew Holiday, and Julius Randle. Yep. Um, and the starters, uh, we didn't mention the starters last time. There's Jason Tatum, Donovan Mitchell, Giannis, Tyree, and Kevin Durant. Now to the West, the starters, Steph, Luka, Jokic, uh, Zion, and LeBron. No surprises there, really. Um, Zion starting might have been a surprise to some, but I, we knew that was kind of up in the air uh, last podcast. And the reserves for the West is Paul George, uh, Shai Gilgis Alexander, Baron Jackson Jr., Damian Lillard, Laurie Markinen, John Morant, and DeMontis Sabonis. So we missed one for each side Drew Holiday in the East, and Jaron Jackson Jr. in west yeah and and it's the the fact that we missed the west like by the the structure of who can make it yeah uh like we should have had a guess for if they had to had an exact amount of bigs mm-hmm. i just i'm just not impressed with the guy we missed that made it Yeah, so I, I think what it looks like it is uh, three guard, three guards for three backcourt, four frontcourt. Because 
is um Shy, Damien, and Ja as the backcourt. I believe Paul George is a forward, right? Your you know? guess is as good as mine. I don't even know what he's listed at these days. Right. Paul George, Jaron Jackson, Lori Markinen, and Sabonis in the as the front court in um East. Drew, Tyrese, Jalen. I, I don't know what DeMar DeRozan is either, but it, let's say he's front court, then it's DeRozan, Bam, uh, Embiid, and Randall. So it's three and four on both sides. So that makes sense. Or it would be four and three, Paul George and DeRozan being, being the whatever they are. So I just. I mean, I haven't. Memphis has been on TV a lot. Mm-hmm. I don't see an all-star big man in Memphis. Do you? No, I don't. Like, I mean, I mean, if honestly, if you had just blindly told me like Memphis has an all-star front court player, I would like, I'd have had to recheck Brandon Clark's stats. Like, has he been getting more twenty tens than? No, stop. <laughs> I knew I know Steven Adams doesn't even look at the rim enough to be an all-star. Mm-hmm. No, but Brandon Clark, like, I would be like, man, maybe he he's put up more 2010 games than I thought. Mm-hmm. I mean, Jared Jackson, after they just caught his ass, after they just caught uh his home arena stat padding for him. Which, by the way, is like, what the hell? That's one of the craziest stories to ever happen. It's not getting as much press as it should be. Yeah. That is insane. In, what the hell? Like, it completely... the game. Bro, it completely... First of all, it should. there should be a significant punishment for it. It should be. Absolutely. Because it skews awards. It skews, like, you know, you, you're essentially this? making an all-star team for fake stats. Yeah. I, yeah. Bro, he's not like okay, hype him up that he's like a perimeter thread that he could kind of if you let him get to the left, he finishes inside pretty well. I mean, he's not one of the best defensive bigs in the league. No, he's not. He's not, bro. Like you don't get that respect when you hack. Mhm. Cuz in the playoffs, you're going to be out of the game. And Brandon Clark is going to be out there for way too fucking long. And, you know, you're going to be at a disadvantage. He's played 35 of their 52 games. That's better than I thought, honestly. Yeah. It's just weird to me, man. It's weird. Like, he just doesn't pop out. Like, Sabonis, you could just feel watching uh, Sacramento. Like, he's playing at an all-star level. Yeah. Markinen was obvious. Bam was obvious. Randall, all like guys clearly playing at an all star level. Jared Jackson's averaging 16.5 points, uh, seven, about seven rebounds, less than one assist, um, and I guess three blocks, which we, we're not sure if, if is accurate. Yeah. So I'm not even going to mention it. I'm not even going to say. I'm not even going to look up exactly what his blocks are because it's not true, regardless. Um, I'll give you a comparable 
Uh, Bro, Aaron Gordon, forget it. Aaron Gordon's stats are better. <laughs> They're just as good, yeah. You asked me, you asked me the, the when we were making the picks, you gave me his stats, and it was points are better, rebounds are around the same. You know, he doesn't block shot. I mean, they probably block a similar amount of shots if, if we're looking at the real stats. Right. Yeah. Let's be and let's be he honest. Gordon, Gordon is a better defensive player. Yeah. He's on the best seven, team in the conference. 17 and 7. On the best team in the conference. Yeah, and three assists. Yeah. He's what the hell? How does Gordon find find a way to get three assists? And like we mentioned, we believe, I'm not a hundred percent sure, but we believe that the uh reserves has to be a certain amount of forwards and guards. So I could bring up the fact that Jamal Murray averages 20 points a game, six assists, four rebounds. I could bring up the fact that Spencer Dinwiddie averages 18 points a game, three rebounds, five assists. could bring up the fact that <laughs> De'Aaron Fox has been killing it this year, playing absolutely fantastic. And he averages – 24 points a game, six assists, four rebounds. I could bring up all that, but he's putting up, he's putting sure up those, that... those stats against all those other all star guards, by the way. Yeah, I could bring up all that, but oh. you know, it has to be another forward. So, Aaron Gordon, you have out there. Uh, let's see, I mean, what other forwards is there, though? No, listen, from? listen, Gordon is the only real pick when you really look at the fucking West front courts. Yeah, he is. Really, you get to you get to notice that the West front courts are fucking horrible. Yeah, Anthony Davis hasn't played enough games. Yeah, cat, mm-hmm. same thing. Cat, yeah, same thing. <clears throat> so with Jeremy those guys Grant's playing, averaging twenty one and four. I mean, I'm sure Aiton's stats are better. Yeah. Well, I don't know about if I'm sure, but I would hope his stats are better. Let's see who they are. 18 and 10. They, what the hell? Yeah. 18 and 10. Like, why reward – like, why does Memphis get so much extra love for winning some games? They did this last year without him. Yeah. And without their fucking top five guard. Yeah. I just – I don't get the – why him? Denver has pulled away. Aiton is like the sole reason Phoenix isn't at the bottom of the conference. Not the sole reason, but he's a massive reason why they're not at the bottom of the conference. Putting up 18 and 10. How do you reward a guy? How do you reward a guy who, even when his stats are being fucking faked, doesn't put up the same numbers as these other guys? And then play 16 of the games. It's just bizarre, man. And it makes me hate him, like, even though it's not even really fair to him. Because I just, I feel like the NBA is putting him on this pedestal of elite bigs that he's not on. I agree. Like, bro, he is not Zion that when he steps on the court... You're you're like sweating as a fan, like man. If we play these guys in the playoffs, I don't know how we're gonna stop that guy. Yeah, there's some games I don't even really notice Jaron Jackson out there. To be honest, 
I notice him playing trash more than I don't notice him. Mm-hmm. It, it's, yeah. it's crazy, man. It's crazy. And again, I, I guess I could live because of the, the three guards and four forwards. Yeah. Uh, but if we're rewarding winning, which this is clearly like, this is the only way you could explain it. Mm-hmm. Aaron Gord, like Denver's pulling away. Yeah. Yep. I just, I don't get it. Crazy. Yep. Um, so that's that. Uh, sorry, Darren Fox, major snub. What about sorry, the Heat? There's any. Yeah, and Anthony Edwards. I wish Anthony Edwards played the three, because if he was at the forward spot, he definitely would have been. Why is he listed as a guard, bro? Like, what is that? He's only 6'4". I know. He just looks bigger out there. <laughs> Maybe that's just me. He does look bigger because he's jumping over everybody. He's averaging 25, 6, and 5. And he's he's not even had a good year, and he's averaging 25. <laughs> like, Yeah. He couldn't even get a dunk. He couldn't get a dunk the first month of the season. And he's averaging 25. And that's arguably what he does best. I know. Yeah. Uh, But with the wings, man, the positions are getting all out of whack with, especially with the Paul George and DeMar DeRozan's. Like, those guys are just completely positionless. Well, like, I don't like that they have to. Every starting five has to have each position. Yeah, it could just be that they play three shooting guards. Mm-hmm. Like just just put them all as shooting guards, just five players. It doesn't have to be like oh, because he starts and someone else is a shooting guard, he can't also be a shooting guard starting. Yes, he can. I know. The league does Chicago it. Chicago starts four guards all the time. Chicago... Yeah, Chicago starts four shooting guards basically. And like at least three shooting guards and a small forward. Like Patrick Williams is really only a small forward, but DeRozan, Levine, and DeSumo are shooting guards, and that's yeah. fine. But you know, it is what it is. It is what it is, man. Um, any snubs in the East? No. I've been hearing a lot of. Um, I mean, listen, actually, over yeah, holiday. over holiday. Harden over Holiday. Yeah, I guess Harden is a snub, especially because Philly has uh, started winning a lot more consistently. Yeah. Problem is, like, Maxi sometimes plays at such a high level for them that it kind of throws off how good Harden plays. Yeah. Um, But I'm not mad at Drew making it. Yeah, I'm not mad at you making it either. Um, I think that that spot is probably the easiest to say there were snubs because you look down the line, every team has a guard that's played fantastic this year, basically. I mean, um, you got Harden, you got Garland, you got Brunson, you got Trey Young. Uh, you know, I don't know how good Van Vliet is this year, but that's for – Four guards right there that had a shot at being an all-star this year. So yeah, I could see the arguments for Drew is probably easier than you know Jackson. We struggled to find another forward that's playing well other than Gordon. Uh, but um, I would definitely understand the arguments. But you know, 
Holiday does it on both ends. Milwaukee still looks pretty dominant this year. They didn't have Middleton for most of this year. Barely have them. They didn't have Ingles for most of this year. So, you know, they've been playing yeah. with really just two really they good missed, players. Giannis missed a little bit of time, and Holiday really stepped up, too, when, when he had that little knee bruise or something. Yeah, he did. You're right. You're right. He did. He did. Yep. Okay. Um... I think that's all we got today. Uh, we will see what happens over the week. We anticipate there will be trades before our next podcast. So we will get into that if they happen. So Yeah. Shout out to uh, Giannis, by the way. He's making a, a mid-season MVP push. Yeah, he is. Uh, and I... I... <laughs> I'm not mad if Jokic gets his third in a row. I just don't want it to be easy. Yeah, I got you. And right now it looks easy. I agree with that. I definitely agree. Because that's the only way people are hating is that nobody's really, like, challenging him for MVP. Mm -hmm. Uh, And this year it's even less because of the records. So, Right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, thank you for listening, everyone. Please subscribe, follow us, all the stuff. Uh, Tune in for next week, and we'll see you then.